Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Without the Christ child, there was no purpose, there was no reason to have this holiday. And I know there's various denominations and very groups of people that do not celebrate. That's their business. I celebrate the Christ of Christmas. I celebrate the Christ of Christmas. He's my Savior, He's my Lord, and He's our soon returning King. So today I get the privilege of um, doing a few things. Um, Greeting you for the last time. Wow. Ernest and Hannah, you have made this very hard. Very hard on me. I'm usually not that emotional of a person. But, uh, you know, everyone, everyone in a church has a position that God is is maneuvering and helping you and blessing you and assisting you to fulfill. Some of you have accepted those responsibilities and have done them honorably. Others of you, you still sit in your chair. I'm not sure why, but you still sit in your chair. God, I pray, will, through this 2000 um, COVID year, has spoken to you for you to be part. Some of you are in Rome for a season. Some of you are in Rome for a lifetime. I believe everyone that finds a church should be involved in the church. If you're not involved in the church, find another church. Now, that's not a threat. That's a, that's a statement that I believe the Lord says to you scripturally that you whatever your hand find to do, do with all your might. So that means God gives you gifts to serve. And Ernest and Anna have served incredibly. If you know their position, she was the head director of FAO in the nutrition department for the world. Yet she served honorably here in our church. And Ernest, my goodness, the the things he did in this church for the men and for... uh, the ministries. Unbelievable. And uh, I'm going to miss our friends. But I have another responsibility to do today. Um, I deliver the last message here in this pulpit for this year in the finishing of our series of Faith Moves Our Destiny next week online, I will um, put in a capsule form um, the message of the year. In other words, I will highlight the faith moves for the entire year. This week, I will finish the faith moves our destiny. Our scripture came from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 5. So that your faith might not rest in the human wisdom, but on God's power. So that your faith might not rest in the human wisdom, but on God's power. 
Isaiah said it like this for this particular day. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Wow. That's Jesus. The nation of Israel was in trouble. And Isaiah prophesied that somebody was coming that would change their destiny. Did you hear what I just said? It was 700 years later that Jesus was born. Here's an entire nation that was in trouble. They were about to lose everything. Their children, their children's children. I mean, it was about to be over. And the prophet made that announcement. For unto you is born. That's why it's easy for someone like me as a pastor of an international church that preaches to the nations every week. I say to the world, for unto us a child is born. A Savior has been given. Now 2,000 years later in December of 2020, the world is in a serious pandemic. And I'm not only talking about COVID-19, but I'm talking about the people in our world that are also dealing with famine and pestilence and earthquakes and flooding and wars and rumors of wars and political unrest. That's our world today. If you backtrack it 2,000 years, it seems like the prophet needs to make another announcement. Well, the announcement was made for 2020. For unto us, a Savior is born. The world needs an answer. And I'm here to tell you today that our answer is Jesus Christ, our Savior of our world. There is no other answer there is no other solution for our world today. I don't care what you call COVID-19. I don't care you what you call the world's unrest. There is no other solution but Jesus. Isaiah is not the only one that is proclaiming the good news. I'm here to tell you today the good news. COVID-19 is not the end of the story. Amen. The wars that are going on in our world today is not the end of the story. The flooding that's going on today is not the end of the story. Amen. The other issues in our world today, it's not the end of the story. There is good news. There is an answer. There is a solution. And as I clearly communicated to you last week, your history does not define your destiny. But His story does. His story defines your destiny. Think about that, my friend. So many of you have looked in your back life and seen all the problems and all the issues and all the mistakes. All the failures. 
Your history does not define your future. Jesus can change that for you. As I've said so many times, there's not a sin you've committed that God cannot forgive. He was born to be our Savior, to bring us back into relationship with God, our Creator. So that our sins can be washed whiter than snow. And our destinies would be with his guidance. How does that happen? 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I'm here to tell you, my friend, God can change your life. Why? Because God so loved the world. And you're part of the world. So that means God so loved you. Can you get that in your heart? Can you get that in your spirit? God so loved you. And if he loves you, my friend, that means he has a plan. Plan, I believe, is my point number two today. The Christ child came to bring your destiny to life. Your future, your hopes, your dreams. What you're going to do, who you're going to be. Even in the midst of your faults and your failures and your issues. As the world will watch us online today. My declarations are true. Jesus can change your destiny. He can change your life. The entrance of Christ was a world-changing moment. Wrapped in claws and placed in a wooden cradle in a stable. It was a world-changing moment. There's never been anything like it. There will never ever be anything like that except for when He returns. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14 tells this story. If you've never heard the Christmas story before, if you've never heard the Savior of the world story before, it was written. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be, his, be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, 
and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's the announcement. That's the announcement for the world. You want peace on earth? You need Jesus. You want war to stop? You need Jesus. You want pandemic to stop? You need Jesus. You want the political issues to stop? You need Jesus. You want tragedy to stop in your life? You need Jesus. You want the sin to stop in your life? You need Jesus. The Christ child came to bring destiny to your life. The exit of Christ was done to propel our eternity. Placed on a wooden cross that placed, then placed in a borrowed tomb. You say, you're telling me more of the story. You're telling me of the day 33 years later that Jesus died. Why would you do that? It's Christmas. We should only celebrate the birth. Well, the birth has no meaning unless the rest of the story is told. Because if Jesus was who He said He was, He said, I will come back to life. And on the third day, three days later, He ascended back to life. And then went on to prepare heaven for us. And someday, I believe soon, the trumpet will sound. And he will come back. He will split that eastern sky. And the dead will be raised. And we will go to heaven. Those that love him. Those that follow him. Those that serve him. Today you may be in that position. Say, oh man. It really is all of that. Yes, it's all of that. See... But he left us with the Holy Spirit to comfort us in times of uncertainty. To give truth when the enemy slams the lies of our past against us. And to empower us to be his witness in every situation. You are to give the testimony of the Savior of the world. I am to give the testimony of the Savior of the world. I believe to give us a hope and a future. I'll say that again. If you want hope in your life, you need Jesus. You want a future in your life, you need Jesus. You've heard me say so many times, if you could fix your problems, you would have already fixed your problems. If you already have the solution for all of your life, then why would you need a Savior? 
Why would a Savior even have come? But he knew that we were human. He knew that we were frail. He knew that we would have issues. So he died on that cross, took your sins, took my sins, took the world's sins, and said all you have to do is believe. Confess your sins. And he's faithful to forgive your sins, as I stated to you earlier. See, my friend, if all that happens, it affects your destinies. If that happens, it affects your destiny. The tension you feel in this world at this moment is the gravity of secular against the pull of the supernatural. I'll state that again. The tension you feel in this world, and all you have to do is step outside the door to feel the tension of our world. Turn on the news for a moment. Read a newspaper for a moment. And you can sense the tension of our world. It's the pull of the secular against the supernatural. It's the pull of sin against the Savior. It's the pull of your enemy to defeat you to the Savior that will save you. If you don't hear anything else in this message today, hear that. The enemy that tries to defeat you to a Savior, the Christ child that is here to save you. So that your faith might not rest in human wisdom, but on God's power. It was our opening verse. So what am I saying? Don't fear the future. Don't fret over the past. Don't ignore the present. Dream and pursue His call. Forgive and release those old weights in your life. Embrace and celebrate the place and the moment. Embrace it. I never dreamed I would see COVID-19. 62 years of living I would have never dreamed we would have encountered what we encountered this past year. But we did. And here we are at the end of the year. And some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us have lost friends during this season, during this year. But I know one thing. There is still a Savior of the world. There is still a comforter that is here to comfort us. There is still someone that will be your advocate to the Father. There is still someone that is ready to stand with you no matter what you're going through. No matter what you have gone through. There is still the Christ child that is here for you. What no eye hath seen, no ear has heard. And what human, no human mind has conceived. The things God has prepared for those 
who love him. Friend, today, it's your day. To make the best decision of your life. As this world watches us on this camera, as you sit here with us in Rome, today I make a declaration to you. Choose today to follow the Christ child. Jesus, the Savior. Choose today whom you will serve. Choose today. You want 2021 to be different? Choose Jesus. You want your life to change? Choose Jesus. You want your destiny to change? Choose Jesus. Our world is in trouble. But I'm here to declare to you today that the Christ of Christmas is not just another story. He is the answer to our world and to your world. Let Him be your Savior today. Your world. Your world. Just stand with me, please. Thank you for listening around the world. Today, you make a decision. Some of you have walked into a church because it's Christmas, and somebody invited you because it's Christmas. You know, our mind this year has been so focused on all the, the safety protocols and all the things we have to do. I never knew that in 2021, maybe 2020, my mom would get pancreatic cancer. One of the most vilest cancers there is in the world. One of the most deadly diseases we have. But my mom's a fighter. As we watched online from Florida to Rome last night, a college football game, I heard my mom cheering, yelling for the team I love. 84 years of age, battling a major disease, knowing that God has her destiny in His hand. Today, my friend, I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what your condition is. But I do know one thing. I know the Savior of the world. I know my Savior. And if you want God to be your Savior today, it's one simple prayer. God, forgive me. Come into my life and change me. It's a prayer. So with your heads bowed, you say, Pastor, I need that prayer today. The dilemmas of 2020 have sidetracked me from Jesus. The issues of our world have sidetracked me. I'm doing things I should never have been doing. And I find myself a few days before Christmas not really being a follower of Christ. And I'm here today to say to the Lord, I'm sorry. Will you let me say a prayer with you today? Say, Pastor, I need that prayer today. While your heads are bowed across this room, the online campuses are praying with me. 
Say, Pastor, I need that prayer today. Would you be so kind to lift your hand up wherever you are in this room so I can see it and include you in my closing prayer today? God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Someone else, just lift your hand up just high, just for a moment. Say, that's me, Pastor. I need that prayer. God bless you, little man. God bless you over here to my right. God bless you back there. Amen, amen, amen. Will you all say this prayer with me? I'll say it and you repeat the prayer, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask you right now, come into my heart, into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, today for all my new friends that just said that prayer, I pray that God, it will be so real to them as they step out of this door and know that the Savior of the world is walking with them into their world. Lord, all their sins they've ever committed is now forgiven and forgotten. Lord, all of us walk out of this room today saying, we rejoice in the Christ of Christmas because I know that faith moves my destiny. So Lord, I pray blessings upon every single person here today as they've listened to this entire service to our children that danced and sang to the little kids online because of COVID that we had to do it that way God to the angel that was drama and dance today to the worship singers to my brother Ernest and Anna I pray blessings on every single person today in the name of the Father name of the Son and name of the Holy Spirit Amen God bless you church Merry Christmas to you thank you for being here today please show the social thank you so much for listening today as you have heard this message I believe God has spoken to your life Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I wanna pray a prayer for you right now that God 
will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.